Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's on in chat. Today is the day. Yeah, they know I'm not. today michael clifford jake harry will be lurking around in chat uh if you want to talk to the normal host but you're stuck with me for today and hopping into wanda's hex with me is our single entry sorcerer supreme josh harris josh how you doing today bud good it's a new month you're feeling good ready to smash from the nhl yeah exactly it's time to turn the calendar uh i know a lot of our subscribers had a great February, uh, especially uh, Hoffbrow, and there's some others, Robbie, uh, like there's some su- subscribers had a great month. Uh, you and I struggled a little bit. Uh, so, you know, like you said on the on the show a couple of days ago, it's great when our subscribers win. That's why we're here. We love seeing you guys win, and that's, that's genuine. Um, you know, if you guys don't win, we're not doing our jobs, and we don't have our jobs for much longer. So the more you guys win, the better it makes us look, and it's just – that reinforcement loop. So um, as long as we can keep helping you guys win, I guess we're doing our, we're doing something right. So let's keep doing that. Um, let's talk about uh, what went on over the weekend first. Uh, Cause we had a couple crazy slates. I wouldn't like not too, too crazy, but it kind of showed that uh, you're never really out of it until the final whistle goes in the final game, because the late night hammer on Saturday night, St. Louis and San Jose brought us 13 goals. And the late night hammer uh, on Sunday was Chicago, which was a close game, basically the entire game until Chicago blew the doors off um, in the third period. So let's start with the Saturday slate a little bit. I mean, there really isn't a whole lot to talk about because you either had St. Louis it's San Jose players in your lineup or you didn't. Obviously, other players uh, would have helped out. Connor Hellebuck had a great 
uh, night in net. Um, the Minnesota top line, I believe, had a good night uh, as well. But you had to have some sort of St. Louis or San Jose stack or else you were toast. Yeah, I mean, San Jose won that Couture line was up there for me. And if I was obviously making more than one lineup, I'd have a lot of exposure to them. But they didn't make my final cut on Saturday. So even if I was close to the money before the end of that game, I just I just logged in, saw the box score. I was like, well, see you tomorrow. <laughs> it's 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 always one of those things too if you're an east coast dfs player and you fall asleep before the games end checking your phone the next morning is one of those things that can either be the greatest thing in the world or just be the biggest gut punch as soon as you wake up so that is that double-edged sword and then sunday uh relatively low scoring through the day because we had a bunch of early games uh three eastern and five eastern and then one later game at seven eastern uh, which was a close game. And then Chicago put up, I think, five goals in the third period to win 6-2 or 7-2 or something like that. Alex DeBrincat had a four-point game. Um, kind of goes to show that, you know, Detroit had really good defensive metrics all season, um, but sometimes the underlying metrics don't really show how good or bad a team is, and they especially don't show how good or bad a goalie can be. Yeah, it's funny because I always talk up DeBrincat and Kane, and I didn't use them. I ended up using Grice against them and just absolutely slayed me because I had Philly one I had some good parts of the Islanders so and then Grice was around like six points going to the third period he ended up to like a minus nine something like that so <laughs> that just kind of here we are today now <laughs> yeah here we are <laughs> yeah and we're gonna f- try to find some seven thousand dollar goalie that's gonna uh you know just slap us in the face at the end of the night like our cheap goalies have been doing lately, but hopefully they don't. Hopefully uh, they win us some cash and win you guys some cash. And we'll talk about those goalies. But before we get going, I want to ask everybody to please like, and subscribe. It really helps us here at the channel, helps us grow, helps us to the top of the algorithm and all the, all those good things. We have shows now coming almost on a daily basis. We're pretty much only taking Sundays off. Um, there'll be a couple days here and there, obviously when games are canceled and stuff like that, but we're pretty much, Monday to Saturday from here to the end of the season. So uh, if you want to keep those free shows coming, please like and subscribe. And I'd also ask that uh, you head on over to Twitter and follow our main account, Osimo underscore com. Uh, we're at nearly 30,000 followers on our main Twitter account. Uh, this afternoon, we were at about 29.3. Uh, so we're nearly there. And once we get to 30,000 followers, we're going to be giving away 30 free weekly passes here at Osmo.com. So if you just head on over to Twitter, if you have a Twitter account, uh, just follow Osmo underscore com. And as soon as we get to 30,000 followers, we're going to give away 30 free weekly passes. So a good chance to get uh, some free stuff for doing nothing more than clicking a couple buttons. And there's nothing better than that. So with all that out of the way, I think it's time to jump into tonight's slate here. So let's get to our very first game. We have the Carolina Hurricanes with a 3.0 implied goal total going into Florida. Now, Florida also sporting a 3.0 implied goal total. Um, Some lineup news on the Florida side. Uh, Favorite of mine, favorite of yours is uh, appearing on the top line for Florida tonight. It looks like Frank Vitrano is going to be Vitrano. Um, with Barkov and Verhage, and then Huberto slides down back to the second line uh, in his usual role. Okay, so uh, two uh, good offensive teams, um, two teams that we've seen put up monster goal totals in very recent memory. 
Uh, thankfully, Sergey Bobrovsky isn't starting, so we actually have something to talk about rather than just pick on Sergey Bobrovsky. Uh, so I think there's a lot to like on both sides of the game here. What are you seeing, Josh? Yeah, uh, when I fought, when I saw Frankie Vitrano uh, on far to one, I was like, it's time. But then as I like dug into the matchup a little more, I'm like one to three matchup or one to three lineups is kind of tough to to put him in just because like I don't like going against the Ajo Svechnikov duo. Yes, where Fost is still up there. I've watched him a bunch as a Ranger. Maybe he's not a top liner, but he's a sound defensive winger. So um, in MME, I definitely want some some far to one. I understand that you know, for Hagee and Vitrano aren't on the top power play. Uh, but Barkov is um, a 6,900. He's been around that price for the past few weeks. I think it's a fair price. If you want to, you know, go to that second line with Barkov, he's your anchor and do Huberto, Hornquist with the power play stacks. It's fine. Um, but for me, like, I'm probably leaning towards the Carolina side in this game. Uh, I want to avoid the Barkov for Hagee combo, which is, you know, probably going to go against Aho Sveshnikov. I don't mind using them in MMA, but um, I'm probably going to be uh, on the line, whoever goes against this, this Wenberg line, uh, which is probably going to be the Stahl and Niederreiter McGinn line. And I know there's not great power play correlation there. Niederreiter's on power play two, Stahl's on power play one. McGinn doesn't see power play time. And it is 4,800 Jordan Stahl, but they are cheap enough where you can use them and fit in the Edmontons, the Colorados, stuff like that. If you need like a cheap filler. So uh, I'll have some far to one MME. I'll have some far to power play stacks MME. Uh, also Carolina one uh, an MME. And then my favorite cheap line in this game is Carolina three. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the line matching because it is important for this game, I think. And, uh, and the one that I wanted to point out, and you're right that the Aho-Barkov uh, matchup is probably a bad one, honestly, for both sides, but it could be worse for Barkov, especially with Jesper Fast up there. He's a good defensive winger. Um, the trocek Natchez line um, is kind of interesting for me because they saw a lot of the Florida third line in the last game. And like, with all those injuries now, like you have Owen Tippett and Mason Marchment on the third line for Florida, right? Like you effectively have, what is it? Three rookies. Um, I'm not sure if Marchment is a rookie, but I know the other two are. Uh, yeah. Marchment is a rookie too. So you have essentially three rookies on the Florida third line that are going to match up against Trocek uh, and Natchez all game long. So I really like the Trocek uh, line here today uh, for Carolina. Uh, the problem is, you know, you're getting, uh, some broken stacks on the power play. That's you, you kind of just have to go with it to, if you want to take advantage of this matchup. But that's a matchup I want to take advantage of. And especially where Natchez's price has come down. He's under 4K now uh, on DraftKings. So it's a nice little two-man uh, that you can throw in and keep uh, and, and be, be able to get access to the more uh, expensive lines later. So um, that's kind of where my focus is. On the Florida side, like I'm with you that, I kind of want that second line, but it's mostly um, because I want to get as much as that power play as possible, right? That power play has just been utterly lethal this year. Like their, their goal scoring has come down, but it's still, you know, one of the best power plays uh, in the league. Um, And Carolina is top 10 by time shorthanded this year. So they are going to give up uh, their fair share of power plays. And that's where Florida uh, can really take advantage. So um as much as, you know, that Florida power play is probably where I, I would focus. Um, I will say in general, I'm just not on the Panthers for me tonight. I've already done my lineups. 
I, I think I have one, like, uh, I think I have one Florida two power play stack, like mixing in like a one bird Toronto or something like that, but that's it. Uh, for me, it's just the way that I built my lineups. Um, I have more than Delkovic actually, because he's actually a reasonable price. Florida shoots a little bit. So, um, I don't mind the Delkovic, uh, in net either defenseman. I have a lot of Jake Bean cause he's 2,600 running the second power play unit. Uh, Radko Gudis is another uh, cheap defenseman that we like a lot, but is there anybody else outside of those punk guys that you like particularly? Not really. Uh, you know, Pesci's price is up to 4,000. So that's kind of too expensive for me. Slavin, same deal. I mean, he hasn't had a great season, 3,900. So I passed, you know, Radko Gudis for the last five games, he's seen at least 19 minutes on the ice. So He's averaging 17 on the season. Before the last five, he's had 19, 19, 20, and 21. So for Min Price on the third pair with Kevin Connaughton, like, yeah, he's not a great player, but he'll probably block a few shots. And for Min Price, I think he can do it. And then goalies, I like both goalies in this game, uh, especially if you're correlating. Or, you know, the one thing I always say about Carolina, it's like come for the expected goals, stay for no goals. So <laughs> if, like Dreider, uh, he's going to see some volume. So hopefully he can stop most of them. Yeah, um, it is some volume. You're right. It does expect the goals could be zero goals or they could be a lot of goals. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, one more defenseman I want to name is Brady Shea. Uh, his ice time tends to be all over the place, but uh, 24 minutes uh, his last time out. He's been over 20 minutes, uh, you know, regularly in his last 10 games. I think like seven out of his last 10, under 3K. Uh, don't mind him if you want to get away from what could be a somewhat popular punt. Uh, in Jake Bean. All right. Anything else from you in this game or are we good here? I'm good here. All right. The next one, well, we're going to expect some fireworks in this one, I think, uh, considering what we saw over the weekend. The next game we're going to be looking at is Calgary. The Flames are going into Ottawa with a 3.3 implied goal total. Uh, Ottawa sitting with a 2.7 implied goal total. Uh, we just saw these two teams play uh, on the weekend. Uh, the Sens slaughtered them in game one. I think it was like 6-1 or something like that. Or Thursday, that was on Thursday. And then 6-3 on Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. So we've seen uh, 16 goals in the first two games. If my math is wrong, if my math is right. And if it's not, um, it's often not right. So it's just kind of the way it goes. Uh, in the last game, uh, you and I were talking uh, just before the slate about how well uh, the Calgary uh, one of the Calgary lines did in particular. So why don't you break that down and tell us uh, what you like in this game? Yeah, it's kind of, I think there's going to be more ownership that I want in this game. And there's only two seven o'clock games tonight and there's four 10 o'clock games. So me being a one lineup person, I'm, I'm kind of avoiding these early games just because I, I don't want to be dead before these four late hammers. And there's so much to like in these late games, but like this game, there's a lot to like here. So uh, the last game, the Norris line went up against the Monaghan line and absolutely hemmed them in. Um, and then the Colin White line saw the Backlund Mangiapane line. And that, you know, is the Colin White line is their best defensive line, which I, I don't know what I'm really saying there. It's the Ottawa Senators and they're not a very good <laughs> team, but like Dadunov is a good defensive winger. Nick Paul is too. And Colin White's probably the best defensive center. So, um, uh, I, I think I'm going to be off the back on Mangiapane line just because they're going to see the white line. Like it's their best defensive line. So I want to attack elsewhere. I want to get behind this Monaghan Gaudreau Lindholm line, but you know, watching, 
okay, so the numbers are one thing, and you can obviously I use a lot of numbers when I build my lineups. But watching these games, like Monahan just does not look good. Goudreau, he has his moments, but doesn't look great. And then I, you know, Lindholm looks good, but he he's been at center for most of the season. So I think I'm on the on the Ottawa Senator side here. I like this Batherson Stutzel combo, this little duo here on Power Play One. They've been they've been really good recently. Um, they're going to get the Sam Bennett, Dylan Dubé, Lucic line, so that's advantageous for um, that Batherson Stutzel combo. And they're going to see power play time. If you want to put them in with Shabbat for a nice little three man, I think um, they'll be lower owned compared to like a Brady Kachuk or even anyone on the Calgary side. So I think as a whole. As much as I want to be overweight on this game, I think I'm going to be underweight just because I kind of hope it's low scoring. Uh, I kind of like Matt Murray a little bit here. And, uh, you know, big save Dave is probably in net for the, the Flames again. So I'm, I'm kind of on the center side here. Yeah, I'm with you. I do like the Ottawa side here. Um, the matchups you mentioned in particular with Brady Kachuk, um, going into that Monaghan line, like that is a really good matchup uh, for Ottawa. The Kachuk, Nor- Kachuk, Norris, and Brown have been a really good line this year, like just flat out good. Um, the lack of power play correlation kind of sucks, but I also think that's what's going to keep people off Ottawa. I mean, we have Brady Kachuk right now under 4%. Uh, we have Josh Norris at 2.5%. Like this is a team at home with a 2.7 implied goal total. That's not nothing. Um, I'm going to have, I, I, I like the Stutzla Batherson call. Cause it's a nice two, a nice cheap, cheap two man. Um, if you want to get up to the McKinnons and the McDavid's and all that later on, uh, it's a, it's a great little two man, uh, to put in, um, that'll see the bottom, the depth of the flames roster, uh, get that top power play time. Uh, but I'm, I'm actually full out stacking Norris Brown and Kachuk. Uh, a reasonable amount. Um, I just like them as a line, and I think it's a great matchup um, that'll come in well under own for what their app, what their upside um, actually is, especially against Dave Riddick. Like if Marsham was, was a net, I think it would be a better question with Dave Riddick in there. Like he's a well below average goalie. We saw him have a couple good games, but like we've seen Mike Smith do real well for a few weeks, right? Like it's goaltending, man. Anything can happen. So uh, I'm with you uh, going in on the Ottawa side. I don't have. Uh, much Calgary actually I think I have like some one-off Manchapane and I have some one-off like cheap guys like Dubé and Lucic but that's literally it I'm not in that much on the Calgary side either the one thing I want to mention about Ottawa is that um, Eric Brandstrom being out means Mike Riley PP2 um, and Mike Riley probably won't take much ownership here tonight because I think some lineup sites even still have Brandstrom uh, in the lineup, um, you know, double check that. But either way, Mike Riley won't catch much ownership. He's only 3,100, but he's a guy I probably wouldn't want off. He's a guy I'd probably put in, you know, if I was stacking Ottawa one or, or like, you know, Colin White, Nick Paul, uh, mini two man or something like that. So that's kind of where I am on this game. And I'm with you on Murray. I like, I, 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 it's scary to say that it's scary to say that I'm in on Matt Murray tonight, but I'm in on Matt Murray, uh, super cheap at home. Uh, not a terrible matchup, all things told. Like Calgary's not going to get a ton, or Ottawa's not going to get a ton of good matchups, right? Like if you're playing Matt Murray, there aren't really that many matchups where you're stoked to play him because you know you're either going up against Pedersen and Horvat or McDavid and Drysaddle or Matthews and Tavares or Shifley and Dubois. Like there's just not a lot of respite uh, in the Northern Division. So yeah, I'm in with you uh, up on Matt Murray. 
I don't mind Thomas Shabbat as a one-off defenseman. Is he somebody you would want off or is he somebody that you would just throw in with stacks? I go back and forth with him. Um, Cause some, some day, some games he's like real into shooting the puck and blocking shots. And there's other games where he's just kind of power play only, but yeah, for 5,800, he's definitely someone I'd consider one offing. I'd definitely rather one off Chabot than one off Rasmus Anderson at 5,100. Oh yeah, for sure. And I, I agree with that. So yeah, if there's a defenseman to one off out of this game, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's probably Thomas Shabbat. Um, all right. That's probably it for me from this game. And for, for you. Yeah, I got it. All right. <laughs> I saw we had a super chat from uh, one of our subscribers, Clayton. Clayton, always good to see you, man. Uh, he has a question for us. Thanks for the super chat, by the way. Said, what do you see as the most frequently made mistakes in tournament roster construction? Correlation, two-punt defenseman, something else. I'll say one thing. The two-punt defenseman is a, is a good point. It's not something I do very often, and it's not something I think you'll see a lot uh, in winning lineups. For one, it, it kind of means – like two two punt defensemen to me almost always means that you're doing two three three lines and you know for me that means you're you're relying on two perfectly correlated lines to do a lot of the heavy work and that just doesn't work out like just go look at at goal logs for you know somebody like David Pasternak and go see how many goals actually have both Marshan and Bergeron in on them it's not as many as you think it might be um, so that's one thing the double punt defenseman is not something I almost ever do. I might punt a defenseman and punt a winger or something like that. Like if there's a cheap winger, like when Anthony Beauvillier was 2,500 for three games in a row or something like that, I was punting him all the time with a punt defenseman because it was, I was putting in my normal punt defenseman and then I could put in a guy who was playing 16 or 17 minutes a night on a good line. Uh, but other than that, I'm not huge on double punt defenseman. And also, especially on a slate like tonight where you might have to make a lot of roster swaps, Make sure you, your, your utility is filled by a player playing in the latest game in your lineup. You do not want to be stuck today uh, with Brady Kachuk in your utility and then Austin Matthews at $9,000 in the center slot. And, you know, there's nobody to switch down to because you can't go to Connor McDavid. All of, all of a sudden you're one-offing Leon Dreisaitl or something like that. So the two things I would say, double punt defense, but not something I would do. Uh, and make sure your, your your utility is always uh, open for a late game swap. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, I agree with you. And just to <clears throat> kind of piggyback your point with like the passer knocks, like these elite lines, like I see mistakes all the time. They leave you like these people leave one of the guys off these elite lines. Like if you have an elite line, full stack it if you can. Like if you if you don't have a reason to leave someone off put them in like they're elite for a reason. Yeah. They're expensive and you're going to differentiate. You have to differentiate yourself somewhere else, but correlation is King. Even with these arbitrary bonuses, you see these winning lineups and they're definitely all correlated. Right. And getting to your point about the double punt defenseman, I try not to do it anymore. Um, I used to do it a lot in the old scoring and it worked, but now with like these prices, like these winger or the, like the Matthews McDavid, price is going way up i'm off of it a little bit unless like it's tonight like there's a power play quarterback who's really cheap and we'll get to that later but unless unless there's a power play quarterback that's super cheap on the power play one i'm off of punt double punting defenseman yeah i i think like with the bonuses making it 
making those mediocre defensemen so much more viable. Like an assist and a shot block bonus for a $4,000 defenseman is a great night. And it's just not something that will happen a lot uh, with your super punty guys. It's what you're hoping for. It just doesn't happen as often as we'd like. All right. Thanks for the super chat, Clayton. Always good to see you uh, giving us some support. Hopefully we can give some back here tonight. So let's move on to this next game. Very, very interesting game. I think Uh, we have the Vancouver Canucks, 3.1 implied goal total going into Winnipeg. The Winnipeg Jets have a 3.4 implied goal total. Um, Now, the Jets are probably going to be running back uh, more or less uh, the same roster uh, that just beat Montreal back-to-back games and that beat Vancouver in Vancouver back-to-back games just before that. Though I'm not sure if Pierre-Luc Dubois is back for the Vancouver games or not. But anyways, uh, running back the same roster from Saturday night – one thing that caught my eye, and I'll bring it up when we talk about the defenseman later, is Nathan Beaulieu, but that's obviously not the guy we want to talk about off the top here. Um, Nate, Jake Vertanen looks like he's going to be skating uh, with Bo Horvat, uh, and that's going to push Nils Hoglander down to the third line with Brandon Sutter and Adam Gaudet. All right, line matching is important here. Lots of expensive players, lots of power play potential, lots of like here, Josh. What, what do you have? Yeah, so I'll start with the Jets just because I want to start with the Jets, so I'm going to. <laughs> um, most people, I, I think the Jets get overinflated ownership uh, as a line. Considering like how bad they are five on five, it's a bit puzzling. So for me, like I don't want to play the Jets because they're five on like because of their five on five numbers. I want to power play stack them just because their power play is pretty good. Uh, Vancouver they're just bad defensively. Like I, there's, there's not much else I could say about that. So like, yeah, I like this top line and they're probably going to see, you know, the Sutter line for, for Vancouver. But you look at, you look at these numbers five on five for Winnipeg one, they have a 1.63 expected goals for 2.68 expected goals against, right? Yeah. It's a small sample, but it's not like that's going to flip flop in the next like two or three games. So if I'm going to go on the jet side, I'm probably going to do like a Shifley Wheeler two man or, you know, Shifley Wheeler Connor, or if you even want to get like weird, you could do like Shifley Stasny Wheeler. It's like if, if I'm using the jets and MME, um, it's going to be all power play correlation. Yeah. Maybe I'll have a full, maybe I'll have a full Winnipeg one or full Winnipeg two here and there. But for me, it's all about the power play on the jet side. And then, on the Vancouver side, uh, Miller's back with Patterson and Besser. So, and if they're going to see the Stasny, Ehlers, Connor line, I definitely want to be heavy on Vancouver too. Yeah, they started off the season bad, but recently they've been very, very good. So, um, they're fully correlated power play one. They're not overly expensive. They're getting a good matchup. Um, you know, Stasny isn't the player he was when he was like on the Blues, however many moons ago. So I want to be over the field on the Patterson line here. I would imagine. Uh, I mean, if you want to mix in Horvat here too, because the the Jets power or Jets penalty kill is pretty weak as well. So if you want to, you know, have a couple two mans, couple three mans, even full power play stack with uh, Vancouver too with Horvat and Quinn Hughes, I think that's a route you can go as well. I think that's probably going to be contrarian power play stack considering some of the other power play stacking available tonight. So I think you can do that. I don't mind Horvat as a one-off and then, you know, Quinn Hughes, I wouldn't one-off. He's a guy I would have with Vancouver two 
or only in my Vancouver power play stacks. And then before you talk about your defenseman, you like, I also like Travis Hammernick. He's min priced. He's seeing a ton of minutes. So uh, if you have to punt, I don't mind him as well. Yeah. Hammernick. I'll just say it right out. Bolu was the guy I was thinking as a punt. He's on the top pair with Josh Morris. So he got up to 24 minutes last game. He's not a good defenseman, but I'll play any defenseman playing 24 minutes for $2,500 or whatever on DraftKings. Um, I'm glad you brought up how well Vancouver's uh, Pedersen line has been playing because they did get off to a bad start. But I think we have to remember, like, you know, no, they didn't have uh, – I think JT Miller went into camp on the COVID list, so he wasn't practicing uh, with the team initially. Um, I think he missed like a, a one game early on, one or two games. Um, and then, it, you know, they didn't have very good numbers in January. The month of February, 13 games, 70% expected goal share. 70%. Like, that's just, you don't see that. Like, that's, that's, that's honestly like Bergeron Pasternak would be a good month. That would be a good month for that line. Like 4.4 goals per, scored per 60 minutes. So it wasn't you know, just that they had great underlying numbers, but didn't do anything. They actually outscored their underlying numbers, which is... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Just bonkers. So, yeah. Pedersen, Besser, and Miller. I love them today. Um, the Winnipeg Jets don't take a lot of uh, penalties. And, you know, that's something that we look at a lot is teams taking penalties because power play scoring is up. Uh, but their penalty kill is just is just bad. Um, 24th, I think, um, by expected goals allowed. Uh, they are, like, way down there uh, by actual goals allowed. So uh, that's not as bad as I thought, I guess, by actual goals allowed. But their expected goals against are 24th. So um, it seems like Hellebuck's bailing them out a little bit, which isn't to be expected. But I don't, like, like I have no problem uh, not relying on a hot goalie. So that's what makes me... Uh, want to get on Vancouver is that that Winnipeg p- penalty kill just isn't uh, a whole lot um, that we have to be worried about. Um, one other thing I want to mention uh, in this game is a little three, like I get that we don't want to necessarily two man third lines, but you were right when you said Wheeler and Shifley have been absolutely horrific defensively this year. Like I'm talking like near the bottom of the league um, by their defensive impacts and like 38% expected goal share, regardless of the winger that's with them. Like I'm talking abysmal, abysmal defensive numbers. So if they're going to see the Vancouver third line, not that the Vancouver third line is really anything to write home about, but if Hogland and Goddett has some free reign on a bad defensive line, like I don't mind like Hogland or Goddett as a little two man. Uh, going into a super easy matchup uh, against the Winnipeg top line. Um, if you want to fit in like a super expensive uh, Edmonton power play stack later, something like that. That's the only situation I would use. I'm like, I'm not running out to stuff in Adam Goddett into my lineups, but and uh, if I want to get a little bit different in some Edmonton power play stacks or something like that, I think Hoglander and Goddett is a fine two man, but uh, Petter- it's all about Pedersen for me in this game. 
the Pedersen line, Pedersen, Besser, Miller, Horvat, Hughes, power play stack and four man stack and three man stack and double center stack. Do whatever you can. I'm in on Vancouver. It'd be the same thing on the Winnipeg side. Like you said, power play stack, uh, Vancouver, the second most penalized team in the league. So uh, Wheeler, Shifley, Stasny, Connor, those guys, uh, all about the Winnipeg stacks. If you're on Winnipeg tonight, um, goaltenders like Hellebuck, Hellebuck's 8,200. I think that's a little too expensive for me. What do you think? I'm on board. I, I'm not going to pay 8,200 for Hellebuck. Uh, he's a, he's a goalie. I'll take when he's, he's cheap on the road, but not expensive at home. Uh, is, is it Demko? Yeah. Demko starting. Yeah. Uh, Demko, I don't mind correlating with your Vancouver guys. Um, you just hope the Canucks stay out of the box because if, if they take a bunch of penalties tonight, Demko could let in a whole bunch. Yeah, exactly. So um, I, I do like Demko in correlation plays and stuff like that. And he, I think he's a good, you know, cheap, cheap option on the road, but uh, not somebody I'm actually super high on. Cause it seems like Winnipeg might not shoot a lot and, you know, they have some good shooters. So it could be one of those four goals on 25 shot nights. So. Not super high on Demko outside of correlation. Don't mind them. All right. Anything else in this game? Good on this game. All right. Uh, before we move it on to our next game, just want to remind everybody that if you want to get access to all the great Osmo Plus tools, uh, you can do that at Osmo.com. Uh, we have nearly every DFS sport out there, and our Osmo Plus weekly pass is only $29.95. It includes full access to all the premium content and tools on Osmo.com including player projections, ownership projections, our premium Slack channel, and a whole lot more. If you only want to play NHL DFS, uh, you can sign up now for our Osmo Plus NHL weekly package for only $11.95. So head on over to Osmo.com to sign up for our weekly pass or our NHL weekly package, whatever you want. We have Stop Guessing, Start Winning. Join Osmo Plus today. All right. With that out of the way, let's get to the next one little interesting game, uh, especially with the line combinations that we have on the Vegas side. So let's talk about it. Uh, Minnesota, the Wild are going into Vegas with a 2.5 implied goal total. Vegas currently sitting at a 3.1 implied goal total. Um, the Vegas lines have been shaken up lately. So the one thing I want to mention, uh, we talk a lot about line matching uh, on this show. Uh, we don't necessarily know what the line matching is going to be because it's the first time Vegas has been at home with this particular line of configuration. I will say our assumption is that the top line of Stevenson, Stone, and Tuck is going to match up against Erickson, Fiala, and Greenway. As far as the rest, your guess is probably as good as ours. Um, all right. Could be some interesting lineups here, especially with the cheap guys because there are cheap guys sprinkled all throughout these two teams. What are you seeing, Josh? Yeah, so you assume Stevenson's going to see Joel Erickson and then, you know, that Carlson Marshall combo has been together for years now. So you'd imagine they're going to go out against the top six. I would imagine they're going to get the Rask Zuccarello line. So if that's the case, you're going to get this glass Pacioretty Riley Smith line against the bottom six of the Wild. And I think this is where you can attack them. You're not going to, I mean, yeah, the third line has Marcus Felino on it, but it also has Zach Barisi, who's just, He's just like a broken down Toyota Tercel at this point. So like, <laughs> I don't mind going to this glass Pacioretty combo. I know we talked about before the show, you like them as well. They're 11,000 for the two man, but you get the full correlation on power play one. If you want a full stack, I'm Riley Smith. 
as the third guy is only 3,300. So this, this line as, as a whole is very cheap. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's the Vegas line I want. So if the Stevenson stone tuck line is going to go against Erickson, Eck, it kind of, you look at these, these guys, numbers in a small sample and they've been bad, but they've also been on the road. So like, you don't know, you don't necessarily know who, like they've been getting some pretty poor matchups, but this isn't, this honestly isn't the best matchup for them anyway. So I think I'm going to be off that top line. If you want to have, you want to have some Carlson Marshall uh, combos they're you know, they're skating with Keegan Colasar uh, or Coleslaw. We'll call him Coleslaw. Like, I don't know. Cause I'm not a big believer in this Minnesota second line defensively. Like Victor Rask is his, who he is. I like Zuccarello, right? He's a fun player, but he's not the best defensive player. And Kaprizov is a unbelievable offensive player for a rookie, but he's not, you know, he's still young and unknown. So I don't mind going to some Carlson Marshall combos. And then, you know, the Minnesota second line has been a talking point for the past week or so because they've been going off. But now Zuccarello's price has almost doubled since that start of that. So I'm going to be, I don't want to play 5,400 Matt Zuccarello, right? So if you want a one-off Caprizov at 4,200, I think that's viable. But for me, I'm all about this Vegas third line, if you want to call them the third line. And then I'll sprinkle in some Minnesota one, like some Erickson Eck Fiala combos, uh, something like that. But this game is tough for like a one to three lineup. It's more of an MME game for me. Yeah, you're right. It is tough for a one to three lineup, especially with uh, the different line combinations uh, on the Vegas side. I'm glad you mentioned that Vegas third line. I mean, Depending where you have them slotted on lineup sites, it might be the second line. But we're talking about the Cody Glass, Riley Smith, Max Pacioretty line. Um, Glass and Pacioretty, at the least, are going to be on the same pl- on the same power play unit. Uh, Minnesota is the fourth most penalized team uh, in the NHL this year, so um, you know hopefully uh, we can get our fair share um, of penalty kills here for or power plays here for uh, Vegas, um, and they're cheap, right? Like. Uh, Cody Glass coming in at 3,400, Riley Smith at 3,300. Like you can stack the line uh, for fairly cheap, uh, you know, around 14K. And that allows, like even a 14K line allows you to get up uh, to to Colorado uh, one, which we'll talk about later, especially the power play, if you use the power play defenseman. And they'll allow you to get up to Edmonton power play if you you use, uh, you know, somebody like Alex Chason. We'll talk about him later. So like, there are, oh, trust me, we're going to be using Alex Chase on. Uh, so there are, um, you know, this line is cheap enough uh, that there are ways to fit them in with the super expensive spots. And we have the Carlson Marcheseau line actually a little bit over-owned by our top stacks tool. Um, so, and we have uh, the Tuck, uh, the Tuck Stevenson Stone line over-owned uh, on our top stacks tool while we have Glass, Pacioretty, and Smith almost right in line with their ownership. So it seems like of the three lines, this might be the best leverage spot uh, from Vegas because they are so cheap that uh, you can fit them in basically with almost any of your expensive stacks. So uh, I think Pacioretty, Glass, you're right. Pacioretty and Glass, two man, especially uh, for the power play, throw on Smith if you want to bring down the average cost uh, a little bit uh, and just get that full stack. They'll be going against the death for Minnesota. And I think, uh, we can get uh, some good advantageous matchups there. Uh, goaltenders, like goaltenders and defensemen. One thing I want to point out about Alec Martinez, Alec Martinez is still 5,700, but his ice time has come down a lot. Like we're talking like 18, 19 minutes a game now. So I think he's pretty much um, out of the running for me. 
Uh, Ryan Suter running PP2 by himself at 3,700. Jared Spurgeon, Matt Dumba, 3,700, 4,400 respectively. What do you like for defensemen and goalies here? Yeah, so these wild defensemen are cheap. And I I always say, like, it's tough to choose between Suter, Spurgeon, Dumba, and Brodeen. So, like, I always just go towards Dumba just because of his peripherals. But if there is one of those four that you really like and you're using Minnesota, just put them in. Like, if they're half a dozen of one, six of another to me, so, like, Probably Dumba Spurgeon would be my my top choices. And then on the Vegas side, I, I love Shea Theodore, 6,100 power play one. He's just someone I like to one off, even if I'm not using Vegas. All right. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I do like kind of one-offing Ryan Suter here. Like just at 3,700, he's not a peripheral machine. Um, but, you know, he's the lone defenseman on the top PP unit. So if that, you know, if that power play does get a goal or two, he's probably going to figure in. So yeah. don't mind him. Otherwise, I would be using somebody like Spurgeon um, or Dumba. You're right. So um, I'm not in love with the goalies here. I don't mind Talbot uh, at 7,400 if you want to correlate uh, on the road, especially where you should see some volume. So that's fine for me. All right. That's it for me in this game. Anything for you? No, just Talbot. If you're using Minnesota, I'm probably fading slurry. Okay. All right. Um, next game, we'll get to our next game. Then our next game is going to be the St. Louis Blues with a 3.0 implied goal total going into Anaheim with a 2.4 implied goal total. Uh, a couple uh, housekeeping notes here. One, Vladimir Tarasenko, like they've been saying he's going to play, um, didn't play in the last game. They need to get him under the cap. Like, they can't just activate him and put him on the lineup. Like, they need to work around their cap, send somebody, send somebody down, put somebody on waivers, whatever it might be. Um, so, it's one of those things, like, I, I think we'd probably know by now if he was going to be in. Like, they would have to make moves throughout the day to get him under the cap. It's not something like just take him off and throw him on at warm-up, uh, you know, at 10 o'clock, at 9.30 Eastern or whatever. So, I'm assuming Tarasenko is going to be out tonight. If he's in, I guess he would just take Nathan Walker's spot. So if you want to use, you know, if you want to take a shot that Tarasenko might be in tonight, then just stack Cross, Shannon Walker, and then swap Walker over uh, to Tarasenko if he's in. Um, but that's the housekeeping on the blue side. The housekeeping on the duck side is I don't know what their lines are going to be. Their beat writer hasn't tweeted in 19 hours. So whatever. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah. So I want to get behind the ducks here. Just because, like, <laughs> like, Bennington, you know, is not start. I don't think he's starting. He's like, he, he was punching people on the way out the last game, but he's just been bad. Um, he hasn't yeah, been it's, it's confirmed Huso started. Yeah. So like Huso is nothing special either. Right. And the duck are, and the blues are missing like half of their team, like important players on their team, not just like random fourth liners. They're missing top six players, top four defensemen. So like, I want to get behind the ducks, but there's just not like a spot where I'm like, yeah, these guys are getting 19, 20 minutes. They're on the power play together. It's just so hard to uncork the ducks tonight just because you don't know who's playing with who you don't know. You don't know if your guy's going to get more than 15 minutes. So I don't mind like steel and Zegras two man. Cause they're probably going to be together. They're only 5,800. Like if you're trying to jam in, some serious studs tonight. That's a two man. I think you can, you can go to just because you, they get the power play time. They're 5,800. Um, other than that, like Ricard Raquel, uh, 4,100. I don't mind. Um, but 
like I want to get behind this Getzlaff Comtois Max Jones line, but like I don't know if they're going to be together. Like, You're like I'll just say Comtois finished the game with Lundstrom and Raquel played yeah. the third period with them last game. So. Yeah, so like there's just so many unknowns with the Ducks, and then on the on the blue side, like with this this Tarasenko, yeah, like that's okay, and they're probably going to see some depths of the of the Ducks if you want to two man them. But like Nathan Walker doesn't really do much, and then like Hoffman's with Sunquist and Sammy Blyce and. This is just a tough game from a, a couple lineup scenario. If you want to MME some of these lines, yeah, you can. But from one to three, it's just I'm going to be well underweight on this game. Oh, yeah. Like, me too. I don't really have a lot of interest in this game as a whole. I will say the nice thing about Anaheim is that if you want to stack them, they're all relatively the same price, right? Like, there's their most expensive forward is $4,100. <laughs> and, like, they're, I think their top two lines are both the exact same price. Let me go double check. One's $9,800, one's $95 line is because every player is $3,000. So, like, like, if you want to stack Anaheim, you, like, go ahead because you can probably easily swap uh, to whatever you want, and it gets you those expensive players. But uh, they're probably going to have to be other late swaps made, um, and there are a lot of games starting at that time. So it's just not something I'm looking forward to doing. I'll, I will have some one-off. I'm one-offing guys like Comtois, Silverberg, Raquel. I have a lot of those one-offs, but it's just because I don't know what line they're going to be in, and I don't want to have to hassle with that. So uh, that's where I am. Out on who? So assuming John Gibson starts here and on Gibson tonight. Yeah. Um... 7,300. Yeah, he's he's 7,300 at home. Like his price doesn't go anywhere. He's between like 6,600 and 7,400 every game. And every game you got to put him in because he has straight out potential despite the absolute trash in front of him. Yeah. Um, agree with that. Defenseman Marco Scandella had a monster game last game, played a ton of minutes. Don't think we're going to get that again. Any defenseman here? If you want to, if you're down to like your, your last punt spot, like defenseman Shattenkirk, 3,300, Cam Fowler, 3,300 is okay. Even Vinny Dunn, 3,300. But other than that, like, I just wish this game wasn't on the slate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm with you. I wish this one uh, would have been the canceled game, but uh, we don't always get what we want. All right, let's move it on to our next game. Uh, One that is going to have a lot of interest on both sides. Uh, Toronto, the Maple Leafs have a 3.3 implied goal total going into Edmonton. A 3.2 implied goal total. These two teams just played on Saturday night. Edmonton or Toronto shut them out for nothing. Connor McDavid was just slamming doors left and right. Um, Austin Matthews didn't play on the weekend. He skated af- with, you know, after practice, did some hard skating today. So it looks like he's going to be out again tonight, but we don't have uh, official confirmation on that. So one thing I will mention is that um, the foreman of Matthews, Marner, Thornton, and Muzzin is the same price as the four-man of Tavares, Marner, uh, Nylander, and Riley. So there are swaps you can make if you want to try to get a low-owned Matthews on the off chance that he can play, uh, but it certainly doesn't look like he's trending that way right now. So, all right, what are you doing with this game, Josh? I feel like we've we've talked about this game like 38 times, like, and here we are again. Um, Edmonton won. <laughs> Sign me up, Edmonton Power Play. Yes. Um, listen, like I, I've, I'm beating a dead horse here. Like every time I say Edmonton won, put in Puliyarvi if you want to get the full line at lower ownership. No one, people leave off Puliyarvi because he's five thousand. He doesn't see full time on Power Play one. I mean, if if you're if you are 
I'll give you a little alley-oop here. If you are like needing salary, you can leave Pugliarfi off and put in Alex Chase on. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, this is about uh, Edmonton one for me. Um, Drysidle, I'd probably include if you're power play stacking, obviously. I don't really like that second line from a five-on-five standpoint. And then like the the last time I was talking about this game, it wasn't Toronto, but I was like, I'm off Toronto one. What they do, they they absolutely went nuts. But I think Toronto one's a nice MME spot. I wouldn't go overboard. I'd have probably, you know, five, six percent, something like that, because they're fully quarterly power play one. They are good players. Even, you know, Joe Thornton's on that. If you want to leave Thornton off, that's fine and go to Nylander. He's, you know, thirteen hundred more, but I think one of the things in this game, it's a late game, 10 p.m., so not many people are going to be paying attention to the news. If you have room and Matthews is in, this is the one time. Like, there's no way if Matthews is in, he's going to be 30%. He'll maybe, maybe get to 10% if the news comes out at 930 that he's in. So that's definitely a spot. Like, yeah, he doesn't, you know, he has that wrist injury, which is concerning. But, like, if I can get Matthews under 10%, I don't care if he's skating on one leg. Like I want some of that. Yeah. I, I will say flat out what I'm doing right now is I have 50% of my lineups are Connor McDavid, some sort of Edmonton power play lineup. Um, and then I'm just waiting to see what the news is. And if uh, Matthews is in, I'm switching half of those uh, to some sort of Matthews Toronto one stack. And if Matthews is out, I'm just going to switch them to, you know, Tavares, Marner, Hyman, Tavares, Marner, Nylander, something like that. So um, the nice thing about having these three, about having late games is that there are a lot of late expensive players and there's late swaps that can be made. And I will say, even if Matthews is sporting a wrist injury, if he's in the lineup tonight, do what you can to put him in as a late swap. Cause you're right. We're getting him on eight game slates at 40%. And this is a seven game slate tonight and he'll be under 10% if he's in. So it's probably the one night this season uh, for the rest of the season that you'll get good leverage on Matthew. So um, just be aware of those late swaps. I love like that. That's, that's what I'll say about this game. That's the way I'm building this game. Every lineup that I have with Edmonton or Toronto, it's built with a late swap in mind. So, and I actually said a couple of days ago that if you're building with late swap in mind, you're building bad lineups. Well, man, I am building a bunch of bad lineups tonight uh, because I am absolutely building uh, with late swaps in mind. Cause on top of those four mans I mentioned earlier, uh, the three man of uh, Matthews, Marner and Thornton, uh, is only $600 more than the three-man of McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Chason, and it's only $400 more than the three-man of McKinnon, Kadri, and Rantanen. So even if you don't want to swap your Matthews to other to Toronto and, and Nylander and all that, there are other swaps from other teams that you can make that are in the same price range so that you're not leaving $3,000 on the table or something like that. So um, that's all I'll say about this game is that I have a lot uh, of both sides, Toronto and Edmonton. Um, um, it's just every lineup making sure I have uh, the defenseman I can swap down to, making sure my utilities are open, uh, making sure I have a double center in case I want to go Matthews or McDavid dry sidle. Um, I'm just making, paying a lot of close attention to my roster construction. All right. Uh, defenseman in this one, I think defensemen are pretty straightforward, correlate where you have to uh, punt where you don't. That's kind of what I'm doing. What do you think? Yeah, I'm on board. You know, Barry is pricey for me, but he's actually been pretty good this season from, just like a point standpoint, which is all we care about in fantasy. So yeah. Uh, Barry, if you're using any type of Edmonton power play, 
you want a one-off nurse, I don't mind that. Riley only in Toronto power play stacks. I would never one-off him. If I had a one-off, someone would be Muzzin. Yeah, I agree. I like Muzzin a lot as a one-off here tonight okay that's enough from that game before we get to our last game just want to mention we can't stop giving away free stuff here at osmo.com and we have some more free stuff uh up on the site for you guys to enjoy today so if you're into nhl we have nhl player and top stack stack rankings for free uh if you want to play a little bit of nba we have nba ownership rankings for free at osmo.com today as well so some free stuff uh up on the site for nhl and nba and I also want to mention, if you're not able to watch your favorite Osmo shows on YouTube, uh, you can catch them all available, almost all of them, through the Osmo Podcast Network. We have a podcast for every sport, and we're available on every major platform. So head on over to osmo.com slash podcast to check out the latest. Uh, leave a five-star review on one of our podcasts, and you get a chance to win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. So uh, just leave us a review. Uh, you might get some good stuff out of it. It doesn't get any better than that. All right, Josh, we got five minutes, so let's wind things down here uh, with our last game. We have Colorado with a 3.6 implied goal total. Going into San Jose with a 2.5 implied goal total. Uh, Just want to mention, somebody dropped in Slack about 10 minutes ago um, that Colorado is going back to those haggard lines uh, with Saad, McKinnon, and Burakovsky on the top line, Landeskog, Kadri, Rantanen on the second line. Should be some ownership here tonight because Colorado is relatively cheaper uh, than Edmonton or Toronto. Um, So I was just noticing on our first uh, ownership run earlier today, uh, we had McKinnon um, at 24.6%. He's up to 27.4% now. So his ownership's only going up through the day. Uh, Knowing those lines, knowing the ownership, what do you like here, Josh? Yeah, so... Even with McKinnon on that second line, if there's one player that I don't mind moving around, it's McKinnon, right? He's their best player. <laughs> so, you know, that just gives Codger a boost playing with Lannis Gog and Rantanen. But for me, this is all about power play one, just because McCarr is out and now their power play quarterback has 3,400 Sam Gerrard, which is going to be a problem, especially in optimizers, right? Like they're just, you're going to get so much Gerrard. But listen, the Sharks are just, horrific defensively they give up seven goals to the blues who are missing half your team uh now marty jones is in there my my arch nemesis right carlson's back but i don't even know if that's an upgrade like he's been bad like so yeah the couture lebanc cane line's not going to get kadria and scott Randon, but i like you talked about it the last game right McKinnon shooting 3% or the last show McKinnon shooting 3% at five on five. Like that's due for some regression and no, no goalie is better for some positive regression (laughs) than Martin Jones. So like, (laughs) I know that the, the abs are going to be chalky tonight. I don't care. Right. I want to, I want a full power play stack them. I want to have Colorado one. If you want to leave, if you want to go have old Colorado one, I think that's fine. Um, so yeah, this is about Colorado for me. I want to power play stack them three man, four, two man, three man, four man them any way I can. Uh, I also like at five on five, I don't mind the San Jose top line. Well, banks off the top power play and that's fine. Like I'm not a huge little bank guy. He's, you know, too soft for my taste, but Kane, uh, Katoral bank is a decent top line. Um, and if you need a punt, like if you're power play stacking and you need somewhere to go, 
like cheap, like Rudolph Balser's 2,900 power play one. I don't mind Ryan Donato, 3,000 power play one. There's spots, you know, for this, for this team, like for, for as bad as they are defensively, the Sharks, they're still pretty good offensively. Like I know their totals low, but it's kind of concentrated with her out. Like it's going to be on the power play and, or it's going to be the top line. So yeah, I don't, I don't mind this, this top line. I definitely like Burns as well. Um, but the Balsers and then Donato, if you need some cheap power play time. Yeah, I'm with you. Love the love the uh, Colorado power play stack tonight. Um, I will mention just one thing. I'll mention besides what you mentioned. Um, I'm not in that much on San Jose. Uh, the Colorado third line, Comfort Donskoy, super cheap, like 5,900 together on DraftKings. They're going to get a great matchup against the Sharks third line. The Sharks third line is just absolutely atrocious. There's nothing to worry about. Comfort uh, Donskoy and they typically and that line that third line for Colorado has typically had really good numbers this year so Comfort and Donskoy is honestly one of my favorite two mans cheap two mans on the whole slate if you want to get up to Ed- uh, expensive Edmonton and Toronto all right that's going to do it for us today ladies and gentlemen hopefully uh, we can help you out uh, with your DFS lineups a little bit tonight uh, thanks to Chris uh, did a great job producing for us today thanks to Josh uh, for joining me today Uh, Be sure to like, subscribe, and click notifications to to get those uh, little notifications whenever uh, we hit the air. Uh, And again, this replay is available on YouTube or available for download on podcasts, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You don't have to watch us if you don't want to. Just uh, good luck tonight out there, everybody, and let's win some money.